guys and welcome back to another ESL podcast and you know what man I'm your crazy ass host as usual man I'm so grateful for giving you another another a wonderful ESL podcast and today's about Cornell notes for lectures but first I want to talk to you guys about something I want to just give my gratitude to all of you out there you guys have been I I just can't believe how much my ESL podcast has. <laughs> I'm going to reach 100,000 plays and downloads very soon at a very, very quick pace because you wonderful individuals out there who continue listening to me and some of you who are new uh, and we have countries such as like Belarus that have come on and again, Ukraine, Russia, and also Czech Republic, you guys have come on and just so many other countries in general. I'm just, I'm just so grateful for all of you who have, um, who have been, you, you know, listening to me for the time that you've been listening to me and for everyone else who listens to me on a daily basis and has been following me for a very, very long time. I just could not be grateful enough, especially for those, those of you out there in Fiji, Morocco, Myanmar, Qatar, uh, Cambodia, Netherlands, um, Laos, especially, uh, Malaysia. Uh, I just, I'm just so grateful. All these newcomers, Man, I couldn't believe it. When I started this podcast a year ago, I wouldn't have, I, I, there's no way that I would have been able to, 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 to figure out and to believe that, oh my God, I can't believe it. This podcast is going to be the number one in Spotify, the number one on Apple Podcasts in terms of English language learning. Why? Because I don't focus on English. I focus on ideas through a language. I, tell, I give you guys the art of storytelling so you can tell your story to the masses out there in the world in your respective language or in English to inspire future generations. That's what this is about. So, man, I can't, I just thank you so, so much for all of you who are supporting me. So, whew, with that being said, guys, here we go. So, here we go. We got to come up with the system. So, how can you take notes? Well, first and foremost, what we have to do, we have to look at how the whole note system taking whatever you want to call it is uh, uh, uh created so you have line paper okay out here in thailand they call it a4 in america i completely forgot but there are lines there are lines on your paper so you look at it that way right and so what you have is you have the stage three which is your summary at the bottom so about let's just say five to about seven lines at the bottom I want you to draw a line from left to right, okay, in a horizontal angle, okay? And then if you look at it vertically, you have two big columns. One is two-thirds. The other one is one-third. So the one-third one is going to go from where the stage three summarize line is up vertically. And then that's the one-third on the left. That's column one, okay? And then the big column, the column two, is to the right of that. You're not going to draw a line in there. That's the two-thirds. You have the one-third, and then you have the summary at the bottom. So, guys, having this system for note-taking, whether you're listening to me, whether you're listening to lectures, you don't even have to listen to lectures. This isn't even for all the people who are studying in school. When you listen to presentations like Eric Thomas, like like Zig Ziglar, like Jack Canfield, like Bob Proctor, like Tony Robbins, especially Tony Robbins, because he says so much in such a short amount of time, this will help you. 
And so what this does, the Cornell system, it sets up, you know, the note taken, obviously, but asking questions, summarizing, reflecting, reviewing, and recalling. Okay, so we have five steps. The step number one, take notes. That's in your one-third column. Nope, I'm lying. That's in your two-thirds column. So you're going to write your notes in this little column, the note-taking column, during the lecture, okay? You can use just during the lecture, during the presentation, during the talk, during my podcast, doesn't matter. But what you're going to do is use short and clear sentences. To the left, which is the one-third, okay, or the third, after whatever it is you listen to, review your notes and write questions in this column. Is there uh, any research? What can I do to get started? What are my first steps? What is this? What is that actionable items to the left? Okay. So this will help you identify the connections to different things or even give you things that you can act on very, very quickly. Okay. Well, not very, very quickly, but you can act on right after the talk or the podcast, whatever it may have been, is given. The summary at the bottom, of course, that's the final section, okay? That's where you review everything. What did you learn that day? What did you learn from this podcast? What did you learn from that podcast? This is a great way that I listen to Darren Hardy in the morning, okay? He's the one, Darren Daly, he uh, wrote the book Compound Effect, which is phenomenal. Uh, when I listen to him, I kind of like setting that up. Okay, so what am I going to do next? Okay, Arsenio, what did you learn from this? What can we start tomorrow or right now? To, to put this specific podcast into actionable items. Your stage four will be reflect, okay? Think about the content of the notes, okay? How does it connect? Background, where does it take you next? Add ideas, add more questions, all right? And then, of course, review it, or you could transfer it to something else, let's say a to-do list. Okay, so again, the questions, okay, how can I get started? Well, I could get started by messaging this person. Okay, let me transfer this over to my to-do list, okay? And remember, if there's a very, very big task, your task or your goal is to break it up into smaller individual tasks because if you don't and you look at just a giant big task every day, such as write my book, you're never going to do it because there aren't any actionable items behind that. So this is different types of note-taking all together that you can use, okay? Or that you, yeah, that you could use to better yourself in general. So what we could do now is I'm going to have you listen to just one recording and practice what I just taught you. Just one recording. Now, of course, there are two, but I'm going to have you listen to one. So I want you to listen to the same thing that we've been talking about, a sports psychology lecture, and you're going to take notes in that second column, okay? And then we're gonna go forth, and then you're going to show me your notes, of course, by reaching out to me. So with that being said, guys, here we go. Search suggesting that the benefits of sports Back again. Should parents stay away from sports or do they enhance the sporting experience for their children? That's what I will be discussing today. There is a good deal of research suggesting that the benefits of sports are in danger of being outweighed by the negative effects caused by parental over-involvement. And yes, this is something that we should take very seriously. 
Mark Hyman, professor of sports management at George Washington University, put it very strongly when he suggested that we only value excellence rather than participation. He's on your handout. Professor Hyman basically believes that adults have ruined sports for children by interfering too much and focusing only on winning rather than having the children learn that we can lose and still have fun. First and foremost, we need to bear in mind while we are thinking about the problems that the impact of sports on children is potentially very positive. In other words, sports is something we should encourage. At its best, done properly, it motivates children to exercise, enables integration into a social community, and helps them develop psychologically. And it's fun. It enhances the whole childhood experience, in fact. Consequently, any scenario in which sports is viewed as a negative factor should be avoided, if possible. But the sad fact is that sports participation among children is decreasing in many countries, such as the U.S., where it fell by 10% between 2009 and 2014, according to a survey by the Sports and Fitness Industry Association. And one of the reasons is that children don't enjoy sports as much as they should because of their parents' attitude. The decrease is not only caused by parental involvement, of course. Studies show that economic factors are very significant, but it may help explain the high dropout rate among lesser achieving children. So there you go. Now, guys, of course, the entire, the rest of the three minutes and about 10 seconds or so, that's on yesterday's podcast. So you make sure you tune into that so you can take additional notes and then you're going to have to send me those notes. I'm excited because I want to see your notes and I want to see how you take them. So guys, with that being said, this is another way that you can take notes in general and to separate them and put actionable items. I hope that this helps. And with that being said, guys, thank you so much again. Or tune it in to another ESL podcast. If you have any questions, you guys know how to get in contact with me. And make sure you tune in to my Patreon for the additional stuff. So with that being said, stay tuned for more. Over and out.